0: Get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust progressive progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law. So let me ask you a
1: quick question that frankly, I already know the answer to, but have you ever wondered where your family comes from? Of course. And you can discover more about your family and learn about your own story by combining the ancestry DNA test with billions of historical family records ancestry dna has the answers it gives you so much more than just the places you're from ancestry connects you to the places in the world where your story started and they're able to do so by using precise geographic detail and clear-cut historical insights almost anything you want to know you can even trace your ancestors journeys over time you can follow how and why your family moved from place to place Only Ancestry can tell such a rich story with unique features that give a more complete picture about a person and it's so easy to get started. You will not believe what you find out. It will blow you away. Get started right now. Go to Ancestry.com slash podcast and save 20% off your Ancestry DNA kit. Once again, you want to go to Ancestry.com slash podcast and get 20% off your Ancestry DNA kit. This is an absolute blast. You will not believe the information which is available. To get started, go to Ancestry.com slash podcast.
2: Tillman, Jim Rome, how are you? How are you? The famous Jim Rome? It's great to be on the show, Jim.
1: My man. Hey now, what's cracking? Welcome to the Jim Rome Podcast, episode 96, as we inch our way closer to the century mark. Now listen, I can count on one hand the number of billionaires, billionaires with a B, that we've had on this podcast, but we add another one today, somebody I've been eager to chop it up with for quite some time. He is a monster in the restaurant, hospitality, and gaming industries. He is the owner of the Houston Rockets. He is the star of CNBC's Billion Dollar Buyer. And he is now a best-selling author of a book entitled, Shut Up and Listen, Hard Business Truths That Will Help You Succeed. In short, Tillman Fertitta is a machine. And Ep 96 of the Jim Rohn Podcast starts right now. Tillman, it is great to have you on this podcast. Now, you own the Houston Rockets as well as a number of other companies, but you are a first-time author. You've got a brand-new book out called Shut Up and Listen. Let me start right there, Tillman. Folks write books for a number of reasons. Maybe they want to build a brand. Maybe they want to get something off their chest. Maybe it's a cash grab. Maybe it's cathartic. It doesn't seem like any of that would necessarily apply to you. So why was this a project that you wanted to take on? That,
2: That is, that is. So smart of you, Jim, because it really was none of those. I have a television show, Billion Dollar Buyer, and and uh, people have been watching me on doing business shows for years and reading articles. and Harper Collins came to me and said, "We don't want a life story. We want you to write a book in a silo." that kind of tells you, we always hear about these Tillmanisms and and your 95-5 rule and know your numbers and there are no spare customers. Talk to people how you did it, that you went from one restaurant to a multi-billion dollar guy and you own the Houston Rockets and do all these things. And so I said, that's interesting. And uh, so you started working on it with all the editors from HarperCollins and it really ended up being a, a great, Fun book and number one, right now it's number one on Amazon, self improvement in business, because it really just talks about life and how we live and why do people say no when it's easy to say yes.
1: All right, so what we have here, we have a number of Tilmanisms, we've got a number of your philosophies, but what about the book itself? I mean, who is it written for? Is it written for fellow CEOs? Is it written for entrepreneurs, sports fans? Who did you write the book for?
2: Really, really for everybody. This, this is not a CEO's book. This is for somebody who is trying to go up the corporate ladder. This is somebody who's a new young entrepreneur who wants to be an entrepreneur. And I talk about, Jim, that it's easy to separate yourself from everybody else. All you have to do is tell yourself you're going to do it. And, you know, look at yourself. You decided that I'm going to do this radio better than anybody else. And and, and so I, I, that's what I talk about and how you do it. And and so many people don't do that. God gave us all a gift, and and we have to find out what that gift is. He gave me a business mind. He gave you the ability to talk and be on the radio he gave us, I can't play an instrument. I can't draw a stick person, but I knew what gift God gave me. So I took that and that's how I made a few dollars,
1: Jim. All right. So a few dollars or a few billion dollars. (laughs) Like Tillman, when, when did you know that you had that gift? And then how did you go about putting that into practice?
2: I realized that I had a business mind when I was in junior high school because I was very entrepreneurial. I would try to go to the store and buy anything and try to sell it to my silly friends at school. And then when I was in high school, I was playing the stock market, which I was definitely ahead of my time. I never had the interest in the comic books or things that, you know, young kids do. I was into two things, business and sports. And if you're a guy, what's better than that?
1: Nothing. Tillman Fertitta, my guest. All right, so let's talk about some of these things you write about. Quote, never, ever stop worrying about your business because when it comes to business and most everything else in life, there is a paddle for everybody's ass. End quote. How so? What do you mean by that?
2: well, when things are really good, we forget they're ever going to be bad again, and when things are really bad, we forget they're going to be good again. And it's no different than my business or an entertainer like yourself. You're sitting on top of the world, and and everything is great, but it's only we're all only one mistake away from getting paddled on our ass. And so that's what I talk about that, that is you might think you're smart and you might think you're good and everything's going well, but if you take your eye off the ball for one minute, that paddle can get your ass. We can all take a few little touches by it, but stay away from the paddle. <laughs>
1: It's great. You know, someone you mentioned your business and you mentioned my business. Personally, I feel like the business that I'm in is a hell of a lot tougher now than it was ten years ago. And I feel like it's getting tougher every single day. Is that how all of your businesses feel to you?
2: One hundred percent, Jim, and 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 your observation is correct. The problem is you're fighting everybody with content. I'm fighting everybody who who has decided, uh, well, I'm going to get in the gaming business. I'm going to get in the restaurant business. Everybody wants to own a restaurant. Everybody, just like you, you're fighting all these people, you know, blogging and podcasts and everything that you've had to change the way you do business today, and I've had to change the way I do business. And one of my big things that I've preached to my people for years is change, change, change because if you don't get change if you don't change you're going to get run over. Then you know what you do and I know what I do and that's a true statement.
1: All right, so exactly. And we're going to get the paddle if we don't change. Now, what about <laughs> the approach to the challenge? In addition to change, 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 what is the key to grinding through this and coming out on top?
2: Well, I just you know, you got to pay attention to the details and That's why I have the 95-5 rule. Look for the 5% that you're not doing because 95% of everything we're doing is always right. You know every day you're really good at what you do, but you got to wake up every day and look for that 5% to make me better, to continue to have the edge to make sure you stay ahead of everybody else because they're chasing this, Jim. They're chasing this.
1: Hey, Tobin, i got to ask you, and, I, and I'm always fascinated by this, and this is one of the reasons I really want to talk to you. When you've got, When you have so many things and you've done so well and you've had so much success and so many things that you can hang your hat on, man, you don't need this. You do not need to do this. What gets you up out of the bed every single morning that makes you want to go to battle? How do you maintain that edge? How do you maintain that drive? What is driving you at this point in your life?
2: I'll tell you exactly. It's, it's, it's no different. Why does, why does Tom Brady you know, want to win another Super Bowl? Why does Belichick want to win another Super Bowl? Why does Jerry Jones? Why, God didn't give me that ability to, to be a great athlete, but he gave me a, a, a business mind, and this is my sport every day is that I'm a competitive person, and it's kind of like when I was 21 years old when the first Forbes 400 came out, and I told myself, I want to get on that list. I know I'm not going to be an all-pro, so I'm going to go after something that God gave me a gift. So that's my drive. This is my sport every day, and uh, I love it. And now, not only do I get to try it, now I get to go after championships, which is another sport in itself.
1: It is your Super Bowl, and then you've got an NBA championship, which I'm going to ask you about in a minute. Let me ask you about your family really quickly, because your cousins, Frank and Lorenzo, own the station's casinos. Like, for instance, Tillman, I grew up in a family business, and a small business, certainly nothing like you run, but virtually every single night at dinner, my parents owned a company, I heard the same thing every single night over dinner business is business business is business i end up working for my old man he fires me of course it was not personal he was not upset i was not bitter because i learned early on business is business so let me ask you when you look at frank and lorenzo they're cousins i know you love them do you see them as family or do you see them as competitors or maybe both
2: i see them truly as family and and i think it's a great story that that two people with the same last name that are cousins, you know, both made the Forbes 400 list, the two of them and me. And we did it through different avenues. And, and, uh, I'm so proud of them, uh, what they've accomplished. And I know they're very proud of me. And when I need something, they can, I can and call them. And if they need anything from me, they call me. And it's a, it, it's a great relationship now in Vegas that, the. They have casinos, and I have the Golden Nugget casinos. Are we competitors? Absolutely, but but that's life. Uh, somebody's going to be my competitor, so why not it be your cousins?
1: It's an amazing story, really, that the three of you have done as well as you have. So me, you mentioned gaming, like gaming, how gaming, it, it's going to change everything, right? Like, how is it going to change how we watch and consume sports, and how long will that take?
2: I think it's going to take a few years, Jim, That is. You know, the world changes so much every day that I really do think it's a matter of time before you're sitting there watching an NBA game or watching an NFL game and and you are able immediately, right after the last shot, is what you're going to be able to bet what player is going to make the next shot. Is it three to one, two to one, four to one, or an NFL game? Who's going to catch the next pass or the next interception? And what's going to happen is, is that people who are not even sports fans are going to be sitting there betting on stuff just for the thrill of victory and, of course, the agony of defeat.
1: And it's got to be mobile, right? It's got to be on your phone.
2: Absolutely. It will be on your phone.
1: Let me talk to you for a moment about another daily sports podcast. Another daily sports podcast from Wondery and The Athletic that you're going to want to check out. It's called The Lead. And it's for every type of sports fan who wants to go beyond the box score. Every weekday morning, The Lead will bring you one big story from the Athletics All-Star team of local and national sports reporters. Some stories will be a fresh take on a major news event. Other episodes will feature an in-depth look into what's happening off the field. From the story of how a horrible call in last year's NFL playoffs made the entire city of New Orleans lose its collective minds to in-depth interviews on mental health in sports, The Lead is your daily lens into the biggest stories of the day told by the people who write them. The Lead is hosted by sports writer Kavitha Davidson and Peabody award-winning journalist Andres Kelto. They'll take you close to the story through comprehensive reporting, fascinating clips, and exclusive interviews that you will not hear anywhere else. So go subscribe to The Lead on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening to this right now. You will also find a link in the episode notes. Now, tell me, you tell this great story, a great story from back in the 80s. You had a key meeting with bankers and right before you went in, you got with your lawyer and you swapped watches with him. What was going on at that point? Why did you do that?
2: Back in in the 80s, the late, late 80s is, Was like a recession compared to 2008, especially in the South. All the savings and loans failed, all the banks failed. And I was going into this meeting pleading for uh, clemency or how to work out a deal. And I had on this Rolex because us developers in Houston, Texas, the first thing we did on our first draw was went out and bought us a Rolex. (laughs) And so I said, I need to act a little poor. So I said, give me that Seiko, and you put on this Rolex. And that lawyer is still with me today.
1: (laughs) Oh, that is tremendous. So you put on the Seiko. He was wearing the Rolex. Look, I'm kind of a watch guy. Like, what's your daily driver right now? Back then, you had to get that Roley. What is your daily driver right now for a watch if you can wear whatever you want?
2: I don't have any. I really don't have it. Knowing Jim that you can go out and buy whatever you want. You don't feel the need anymore. So so I, I think that was the question. So it just doesn't matter as much. And you, But the drive is still on everything.
1: I get that. One, one more thing about that, though, in terms of the, the, the lifestyle, Tim, when you make a point to entrepreneurs, quote, never put your lifestyle ahead of the growth of your business. It seems pretty self-evident, of course. But give me your thoughts on that. What do you mean by that?
2: That is, a, that is a great question, and, and people really never ask me that because they maybe don't understand it. It's I watch so many young entrepreneurs or people trying to go up the corporate ladder, and they start, they start outspending themselves where they should be, especially if you have your own business. You get a little success, and, and then all of a sudden you start overspending, and all of a sudden you're taking money out of your business for your lifestyle, instead of putting it back in your business to grow it. And and that's even something that I learned from my dad growing up, that you never out, you never outspend your lifestyle. And that's what people tend to do, because they want to be a little flashy. And I've always been conservative, and, and put everything back in my business and just grabbed a few crumbs along the way. And that's how I was able to take, you know, a billion seven out of the my business and, and and use that to, to buy the uh, Houston Rockets. And and if I wouldn't have always had so much equity in my business.
1: The book is called Shut Up and Listen. I'm glad you mentioned the Rockets. So let me ask you, right before we get to the team, like you have several businesses across several different industries. Is business business? Like, do you run the Rockets the way you do all other companies? Or is the business of sports completely different, Tillman? The, the,
2: the business of sports sports is totally different. First off, just like I know, I get up and I go to my office every day and I can tell you I'm the smartest guy in the room. Okay? Well, those guys working for me at the Rockets, they get up and do that every single day and and, and they're the smartest guys in the room and I listen to those guys and they make recommendations and, if, and, and am I the owner? Yes. Do I sign off on it? Yes. But you're never going to see me say, why don't we go out and get this guy? Or why don't we do this? But I will tell you this. After the second time Oklahoma City beat us last year, I said, gosh, I wish we had a guy like Russell Westbrook. So, <laughs> so my dreams did come true and everything worked out.
1: Tell hey, Tillman, was that your idea or was that your basketball guy's idea? Where did that come from? How did he end up there?
2: It was 100% my basketball guy's idea, and and I 100% approved it. Uh, you know, after Paul George went to uh, to the Clippers, I think that Oklahoma City decided that they were going to make some changes, and my basketball people jumped on it, and we did all the analysis, and and James and Chris, I mean James and uh, Russell, go back a long way and have played together and knew each other in L.A. and and Russell really has a different game than, than James. They talk about this, oh, ball hogs. Russell is the greatest transition player probably in the history of basketball. And James is one of the best shooters in the history of basketball. So we think they're going to tremendously complement each other. They both know what they're good at and what they're not good at. And it ought to be exciting. The whole NBA is going to be a really exciting season this year with all the changes.
1: So, Tillman, you're already one step ahead of me. I think you already at, you answered a question that I did not get a chance to ask, and this is what everybody's saying. Well, what about these two guys? They both need the basketball in their hand. They both love to have the basketball. You don't sound like you're concerned about that at all.
2: I, I, I'm really not. You know, both of these guys are 30 years old now, and this is when a lot of your great players start winning their championships. I've got them both under contract for the next four years, along with Eric and Clint Capella, and and they know this is this is it, okay? And all these MVPs and awards, you want a championship, and and these guys know it, and I think they're going to sacrifice and do whatever it takes because they both have their talent, and I think the Houston Rockets, the, this is as good as is ever going
1: to be. Now tell me, when you mentioned that these two guys go back, that Russell Westbrook and James Harden, they know each other, they came up together, they're Los Angeles guys. So, obviously, when you look at Westbrook, that's, I would argue, that's an upgrade in athleticism. How much of this was a move to improve chemistry?
0: Uh,
2: <laughs> James and Chris definitely had chemistry okay we won 65 games and even with all the injuries we had last year with with clint breaking his finger and chris being out a long time with his hamstring again we still won 53 games and won more games than anybody in the second half when everybody was well do i think there could be better chemistry with them absolutely They're, they they go back to childhood you can talk to each other differently you're the same age uh, you know, four years isn't a lot out here in our world, but four years on the basketball court with different people you came in with or you didn't come in with is totally different. It's almost like a different generation of basketball players on the basketball court. So I, 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 I do think there's it'll be a different type of chemistry, and I think it'll even be better for our team.
1: All right, so – you know, when you, you were looking, I understand that you weren't looking to just beat Golden State. You want to beat everybody. You want to win a championship. But the last couple of years, it was definitely Golden State who was in your crosshairs. Now with Kevin Durant gone and Klay Thompson out, who are you gunning for now?
2: Well, I think we're gunning to – there's a lot of teams in the West. And, you know, and you get this more than anybody – you can't build a team and say this is the best team and and we're going to win a championship because as great as as Golden State uh, has been the last 5 years they've only won it 3 times it still takes luck and and you know Cleveland got lucky i think with Draymond's suspension and now this year there were injuries if you and then other times year before last when we were so good Chris Paul goes down with a two game lead lot goes both ways. So what we've done is set ourselves up to be one of the better teams. And, and uh, But I'm going to tell you, the Clippers, the Lakers, the Jazz, uh, the, the Nuggets, the Trailblazers, they booked bunch the damn good teams in the West. So uh, it's not going to be near as easily as because there's so many good teams this year. But it's going to be great for the fans. It's going to be a lot of fun.
1: Are you craving some protein after a good workout? Do not make a shake. Do not eat another bar. Grab a bag of beef jerky from Old Trapper. Old Trapper beef jerky is tasty and tender. It's made with real strips of steak and quality spices that are smoked over wood fire. And it goes wherever you go, to the game, to the gym, to the beach. Look for Old Trapper in the Clearview bag. You can see the quality you're buying. Look for it at major retail stores near you. If you don't see it, ask for it by name because no other jerky compares. Old Trapper, what's your beef? Remember, if you're working out and you need protein, reach for the jerky. Even if you don't work out like Ike, just eat it off your desk. Tillman, so, I think I could argue that there are at least a half a dozen teams in the West that are going to have a really good look at this thing. Has that conference ever been deeper than it is right now since you bought that team?
2: You know, for I don't think it's ever been this deep in the history of the Western Conference because you always had... You know, for the playoffs, the top four teams and the bottom four teams. And your bottom four teams are in the playoffs, but they really don't have the ability to win it, okay? This year, we could be the first seed or the seventh seed. Uh, The the Lakers or the Clippers could be the second seed or the sixth seed. It it is truly wide open, and I think in the end it's going to be injuries and a play here and there. That that decide the seeding, which is going to have a huge impact, because I think when you get into the playoffs, you're going to see a lot of seven games series in the first round, which you haven't had in previous
1: years. and someone I would imagine you're like this. Every, every alpha I know would say to this, hey, I'm not worried about what they're going to do to me. I'm worried about what I'm going to do to them. And I'm sure you would tell me the same <laughs> thing. From a matchup standpoint, though, you know basketball, you know this. Basketball, as much as anything, is a game of matchups. Like on paper, who would concern you more at this point, the Lakers or the Clippers?
2: You know, I think the Clippers because uh, – I know a lot of guys on that team that we gave up for uh, Chris Paul, and then when you look at the the, uh, the additions of Kawhi and and Paul George, and they were a tough team last year. Okay, really tough. Remember they beat Golden State twice at Golden State last year in the playoffs. So when when you look at adding those two guys, uh, that's going to be a really good basketball team. I really agree with good.
1: you. I agree with you. Listen, before you go, Mike D'Antoni is entering the final year of his contract. Business being business, can you give me an idea? It's personal, of course, but where do talks on a new deal with him stand? And would you be comfortable with him entering the season as a lame duck coach?
2: You know, Jim, I don't, I don't look at it as lame duck. We we tried to make a deal, we didn't make a deal. Uh, he's represented very well. I love Mike D'Antoni. Uh, Mike D'Antoni loves coaching the Houston Rockets, and it, it just, we just. Got to where we were started talking basketball, and him and we agreed that let's just deal with it after the season. And, but I'll tell you, I look, Mike is the right coach for this basketball team, and, and I see Mike coaching here again, not next year, but easily the year after. So uh, it, it just didn't get done this year. But remember, you have lots of people, agents, everybody involved, and it just didn't get done.
1: You know, I understand that. Tillman, you seem like you're really comfortable with it. He even might be comfortable with it. Any concern about how the players react to that? Do players look at a coach who isn't guaranteed beyond that year? Do they treat that coach or respond any differently in your experience?
2: Uh, I I don't think so, especially in basketball, because uh, James Harden and Russell Westbrook know that if they come to me and say, Mike D'Antoni is the guy for us. I know what happened this year, but I'm going to, I'm going to listen to my players and, and my other smart people around me. And, uh, I'm not going to make the wrong decision. I will make the right decision based on what everybody says to me.
1: Tillman, I'm a huge NHL guy. I know that you love the idea of possibly bringing the NHL to Houston or did love the idea. I know you've done your own research. Do you still like that idea? Is that still in play?
2: Great question, Jim, because I get hit with this all the time. You know, I've met with Gary a couple of times, and gosh, you know, how lucky is the NHL to have Gary Batman as their commissioner? Uh, he's done such an unbelievable job. Uh, it's tough for, for the NHL south of the Mason-dixon line and and we're just trying to find the right team at the right price and to make sure it works and economically because uh, it's just got to work and uh, the app the opportunity hasn't jumped in my lap yet it's something we look at every single month and do I think there's going to be uh, NHL and Houston one. Absolutely. I look forward to being
1: a part of it. Yeah, you know that's that's really interesting to me because I think you're right, tell me, Like it's if it's the right time and the right deal, then for sure, Houston is such an amazing sports town. Does your does your research suggest it would be a great hockey town? It's a great sports town, but would it be a great hockey town?
2: Well, I'm going to tell you. I mean, research is a you know, hockey town, and and that's just a fact. And you know, I don't like consultants and but I've, I've hired consultants to do the study, and, and the studies are, no, it's not. And everybody says, oh, I'll support it, I'll support it. Well, I will give them the opportunity one day to come pre-buy 12,000 season tickets. So we'll see if the Houstonians and all my friends will step up and do it.
1: Hey, tell me, will consultants help you make a decision like that, or will they consult you right out of business?
2: Well, you read my book, didn't you, Jim Rome? There you go. Consultants consultants can consult you right out of business and i never use consultants but i'm so biased because i want an nhl team and bad that there are companies that will go out there and tell you do you have the right demographics for an nhl team and that is what i've done but i will not let them consult me out of business and i will end up making my own decision
1: all right. So before you go, let me just share this with you. I don't know if you know this or even if it's of any interest at all, Tillman, but when I when I made this show syndicated and I started in California, we, ne- we needed a major market to buy in and believe so I could get beyond this uh, objection that it only works in California. Nobody cares what Rome has to say outside of California. Houston was the first major market to take a shot on me. So that town has always been so important to me. I know you donated $20 million to the University of Houston. That is an enormous stack of cash did you graduate from that school and why did you make such an enormous commitment to that school
2: well i, I grew up in houston being a, a fan i did go to the university of houston uh i've been the chairman of the board of regents there for six years uh, the longest ever that somebody's been their chairman as busy as i am because i love the school and i think that people who do well should give back and uh it it it's it, it helped the school. It's, we've got a great basketball program with Kevin Sampson and, and his group, and I got Dana Hogerson to come coach our football team. And uh, I think it's a community service that is expected of you, and, uh, and I plan on doing a lot more. I love the school.
1: You mentioned Kelvin Sampson really quickly. What do you think of him as a coach and a guy who just battles and grinds every single day?
2: Boy, he is a battler and a grinder, and uh, he's really – You know, when it's all over with and you look at the winningest coaches in college basketball and everything he's accomplished, it's just amazing what he's accomplished, and people don't even realize it. But when the final uh, chapter's told on Kelvin Sampson, it's an unbelievable career, and uh, we feel very fortunate to have kept him at the University of Houston.
1: Tillman, do you ever pick up the golf clubs? Do you play golf, and have you run into my guy Steve Elkington?
2: I know Steve Elkington well. Uh, gosh, what a fine human being! And his, and his, and his. Even though he went there, he's uh, he's continued to support the University of Houston just like Jim Nance. And uh, uh, do I play a lot of golf? No, because I'm too busy. Uh, I just can't give up that five hours to go drive to the golf course and play. But I'll go out there every now and then and and uh, and and uh, make the golf. Uh, Ball companies a lot more profitable for how many I have to buy. <laughs> uh, I knew you'd say
1: it. So a, a last thought here. So you are a best-selling author. Shut up and listen is killing it. You are a multi-billionaire. You own the Houston Rockets. Have you allowed yourself to think what it would feel like to win an NBA championship?
2: Uh, I have thought about it, and I thought about it, especially. Uh, I thought about it, especially two years ago when we were so close. But it's got to be the greatest feeling in the world. And I used to say the only thing, if I closed my eyes, that I never got to accomplish was owning a sports team in their hometown. And now I just have that one more thing that I hate to call it a bucket list because I'm not a bucket list kind of guy. But not to ever put that championship trophy over my head, that would be horrible, Jim. That would be horrible. Yeah.
1: It's right there, Tillman. It is right there. You've got that great opportunity. I really appreciate the visit. I've been looking forward to it. I'm glad we finally came together. Let's make sure it's not the last time we do this, Tillman.
2: Please, Jim, come to Houston and see a game with me. We'd love to host you in Houston sometime. Look forward to seeing you.
1: Sign up and be an O-Rewards member today and earn one point for every dollar you spend. Receive your rewards twice as fast and on the go when you provide your email address. O-Rewards get five bucks back for every one fifty they spend. It is fast, it's easy, and it's free. And it's only at O'Reilly Auto Parts. See store or orewards.com for details. O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices every day. My thanks to Tillman Fertitta for his time and the conversation. That was tremendous. Speaking of tremendous, there are 95 more episodes of Tremendous Conversations just like this one sitting and waiting in the back catalog for you right now, including last week's ep with Michael Young. So if you need even more content, go do a deep dive on this podcast guest list. From the past two years, I will put it up against anybody's at all. As always, thank you very much for listening. If you've got the time, leave a review, smash the subscribe button. It always helps, and I appreciate that very much. Back next week with episode 97. Until then, here are your voicemails. First new message. Romy,
2: what's up? This is David from Buffalo, man. I played in a tournament today, a big regional golf tournament today. Got paired up with this guy who was on the mini tours who literally took a minute to hit each shot. I'm not kidding you, man. Romy, I was going out of my mind. We were warned three times by the people running the tournament. One time, this guy waited for a fucking FedEx truck to go by on the street next to us. Are you fucking kidding me? This is the problem with golf nowadays. Pick up the goddamn pace, dude. It was brutal. It was embarrassing. That was fucking horseshit today. I'll see you later, Jim.
1: Message saved. Next message.
2: Jimmy Bellaby in Calgary. Is Adam Hawk the best EP you've ever had? Hell yeah. Look, you had Jay Stu, who I love, but then you had KB, who was full of himself, and now you got the Friends guy who left. You have the Beautiful Teeth guy, Keith Arnold. He left. All you have is that bald guy. And then Alvy is the king, but we don't talk about Alvy. So to answer your question, Hawk is the best EP you have ever had.
1: Message saved. Next message.
2: Wrong Skilly, What up? It's your boy Matt in L.A. Hey, a uh, message to A.B. You are a piece of shit. Outro.
1: Message deleted. Next message.
2: Romy, Justin from Melbourne, man. I never thought the NFL would start turning the page like the NBA with these trades during the season, blockbuster trades in the offseason. I'm liking it, dude. And I'm liking what the Steelers did with this Micah Fitzpatrick. Now, I'm the first one to give Jalen Ramsey a hard time but I would love to get some Jalen Ramsey action over to Pittsburgh to join Fitzpatrick in that defensive secondary. Come home to Papa, Jalen.
1: Message deleted. Next message.
2: Yo, this one goes out to all the parents and fans of the Minnesota Golden Gophers. What? (laughs) Oh <laughs> one two three four, T J Flackey, T J Flack, T J Fleck. he's T J Flack. Cause 10 a.m. Pacific time is the right time to give Minnesota some time. I can't get a clean line. T J Flackey, T J Flack, T J Flackey, T J Flack. Run the run the boat run the T J Flack. Ashley
1: Junior. Message deleted. You have no more messages.
0: Okay. Picture this.